Welcome to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green, where you'll discover actionable strategies to help your student to reach their academic goals, to excel at standardized testing, and to plan for the college admissions process painlessly. And now, here's your host, Dr. Stephen Green. But it's a little muted. I don't know if it's just your sound, but hey, guys and women and men and girls and everybody else, educators, students, parents of all ages. Steve Green here, Education Live Thursday. Let's get the theme song going. We got there is so much going on in the education world. So much going on. I, I'm not even sure where to start, but I'm going to try. It is midterm time for some schools. This is finals time for some schools. Colleges are just getting back in. Oh, boy, there's an ACT in about two and a half weeks. There's an SAT in about a month and a half. None of them been canceled yet. Hello, Ron Shapiro. In-house. Ron, Ron probably leads the league in attendance at Thursday Night Lives. If he doesn't, he's way up there. He's definitely in the uh, top three. Good to have you, as always, Ron. Um, the only thing I'm going to say right now is the word I have told, I must have said this word 700 times this week, consistency. <clears throat> so if you're a student, I don't care what you're studying for, what you're trying to learn, it, it, it's, it, this is high stake stuff right now, midterms, finals, if you got block scheduling, whatever. Uh, consistency, plan your time, plan your information, think ahead. If you need help with it, reach out. I do this stuff all day, be happy to help you. Because uh, it's all about success, but success comes from having good habits and applying them consistency, consistently. Speaking about good habits, I am very excited to introduce our guest today. Ken Myers, he's got a company called Apex Leadership. And as the name implies, Apex, it's like the peak, right? It's like the best possible circumstance. Leadership <laughs> is what it is. Ken's got a business. I don't have you tell, uh, have him explain it to you. But basically what he does is he teaches people how to be leaders. And at the same time, and people at schools, PTO moms, you're going to love this. They help you raise money. A lot of it. Ka-ching. So, ka-ching. Um, you know, I'm not, I don't really want to make a joke about it, but it's, it's tough. Schools are hurting for money to, to do programming, not to do dumb stuff. I mean, to get computers, get real stuff they need to build up resource rooms, playgrounds, class trips, you know. So without any further ado and me blabbing away, Ken Myers, how are you? Welcome. Uh, hey, Steve, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm excited. I, I, I really enjoy doing this. I love having guests on. Um, it's all about my goal is to bring value to my audience, and, which is mostly parents with kids in school. And I know you can do that. And uh, by the way, if Ken looks familiar, uh, it's not because he's the handsomest guy in the world. It's because he was one of the sponsors and a guest way back September 10th. At the uh, back to school virtual long? workshop, yeah, it is. It's been a while. Yeah, we've, we've wow. gone. I've got gray hair since that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I had all black had hair before, and I got more now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so Ken, I, I and I, I thank you. You know, I appreciated that you were able to support that. But um, so let let's get right to the bottom line here. Apex Leadership. What does it do? Who's it do it for? Why do they do it? Where do they do it? How do they do it? When did they do it? How did you get involved? And why should everybody know what you're doing? So. Go for could it. you go through that list of questions again? That was a lot in rapid who, fire. So. Who, who should be doing <laughs> no, this? I'm just kidding. I'm just What's kidding. doing it? Where, so, when, why, how? Who, when, where? Anyway, go ahead. Hey, listen, Steve, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Um, 
you know, I, I, I enjoy watching, you know, some of your other guests. Uh, it's always informative. And um, I think you're doing a great job, you know, giving a lot of resources to parents and, and students um, and schools, uh, which is, you know, obviously, you know, I guess what we both sort of live for. Yes. And um, so I'll tell you a little bit about Apex Leadership Company. Um, Apex Leadership Company uh, is has been around since 2009. Uh, it started in Phoenix, Arizona, and it was started by our founder, Scott Donnell. And really, it was started because his wife, who was a first grade teacher, uh, came home one day with a whole bunch of stuff in her car, um, hmm. her students. And, and Scott was like, what is what is all this? And she said, well, you know, Scott, it's I buy this to help be more effective in my classroom with my kids, you know, teaching and engaging them. And Scott was like, well, how much did you spend on all this stuff? And she said, well, I don't know, about $500. And, and you know, at the time, Scott and, and um, his wife were kind of newlyweds and they didn't have a whole lot of money. And, and his first question was, what, what, does the school reimburse you for that? And I think you probably know, and, and certainly all I'll teachers I'll let you know. answer that. Most, but uh... <laughs> Most people know that the answer was no to that question. No, so maybe Scott's they do school, a little bit. Some school districts. They, and yeah, you're right. Some of the PTOs they give, uh, they they give you an allowance or a stipend and, or and, yeah, and give some stipends back to the teachers. Yeah. But it's not um, but usually a couple a grand. more that comes out of their pockets than than they get reimbursed for. Mm -hmm. I have I have a niece and a nephew who are both teachers, and they confirm that that is is indeed the fact. <laughs> um, so Scott's kind of a he's just a problem solver. And and when he heard this, he he just said, you know, that doesn't seem right. And, and what can we do? And and his his uh, his father was a principal of an of a elementary school and his mother was a teacher. And clearly he had no idea they'd been taking money out of their own pockets to support their kids and class, you know, over the years. So he, he really got together a lot of people in the education field and said, hey, you know, what can we do to, to make this better? And, and really what came out of it was that, you know, while this started the conversation, what really came out of it was that there were really no good programs out there to help um, inspire the kids, support teachers, help schools raise money, and do it in a, in a way that was was um, that brought value to the students and the teachers. Uh, you know, I mean, fundraisers are great, and and a lot of schools do fundraisers that that, that raise a lot of money and 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 do good things. Um, and provide programs for the, for the kids in the school. But very few, if any, actually have a component that actually teaches this, the students how to become leaders uh, in their classroom, mm. in their home, in their, in their communities, in their schools. And that's really what APEX is all about. And, and that's sort of how APEX was formed. Uh, and the idea behind it was to, to actually um, support the students through leadership skills, uh, you know, because, you know, you don't have to be 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 to be a strong leader. Um, and, and you know, our message to the kids is, listen, you can be a leader, you know, in kindergarten, in first and third grade and sixth grade. Um, you don't have to wait to be a leader. And what we really try to do is engage with the kids and 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 help promote and support their self-confidence, uh, their self-esteem and and really just their their engagement to to make a difference. So um, that's kind of how Apex kind of got off the ground and started. And one of the neat things we do in our program, and this sort of goes back to Scott's wife and, and, and her spending her own money, was uh, part of the money that gets raised actually goes back to the teachers to, to use in their own classrooms. So hmm. that's kind of a nice benefit for the teachers. And, and it, you know, it certainly gets them excited and engaged in the program. And um, 
you know, so that's kind of that's kind of how that's how it started. And I got into it, you know, simply because I was looking for my next business. Um, I had I'd had a business for 15 years and, and I, I sold my business to my partner and it was just time for me to move on and, 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 and have a new challenge. And I, I wanted to do something that made a difference. And I had three criteria when I was looking at businesses. You know, unfortunately, I didn't have the next Amazon or Uber percolating between my ears. So I decided to look at franchises. <laughs> and um, the uh, I, I was presented with a number of different franchises, and, and Apex was one of them. And when I looked at Apex's website and just saw what they were doing and saw what their mission was, I was just really hooked. And, and my three criteria was I wanted to make a difference for people. Um, I wanted to be, I wanted it to be community based and I wanted it to be scalable in a way that I could grow it to impact more people. And Apex really just checked off all those boxes for me. And uh, I'm the youngest mm. of nine kids. Um, you don't hear that a lot um, and uh, certainly not anymore. And, and nine? important to me. Nine. Yeah, Ooh. I'm number nine. I always, I, I always said my parents kept going until they got it right. But that's, you know, my brothers and sisters <laughs> said they kept going until they had me and then they couldn't do it anymore. But anyway, it gets to depend on which Two side sides of every story. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but, uh, but family's important to me. I moved back into the Philadelphia area uh, back in 2014 uh, to be closer to family. I have two kids. I have a sixth grader and a 10th grader. And, um, you know, I, I've been coaching my son since he was four years old in sports. Um, up until the point where I realized he didn't want to hear my voice anymore. So I stopped coaching and let other other voices take over mm -hmm. from there. But I, but I love helping kids and I love being a part. I, I mean, I love working with the kids um, and, and coaching them. And 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 this is another opportunity to, to impact kids. And, and that's really what got me excited about it. And uh, and, you know, we we've had had you know, we've served some schools in the area. There's so many more schools that, that we want to serve and, mm -hmm. and support. Um, but we've had tremendous success with the schools we've served, and and it's been it's been a fun ride to start. But we got a long way to go. So let, let let's let's talk about your deliverables, right? Mm -hmm. So you train or teach or do give children, and I, I, you can tell me what grade levels you work with, but I I happen to know what they are. But let you tell them. Sure. The audience. Yeah, so our main program is designed for elementary schools. Okay. Uh, you know, the K K through six schools. We have a, nice. we have a middle school program as well, and we can we can also work with K through eight schools. Um, and you know, we we can actually serve our, our one program with the older kids, or we we do our elementary school program with the whole K through eight, and it's and it can be very effective with the so K through eight. They can eight be as young well. as seven, six, seven, eight years old. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Kindergartners, first graders. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's our, that's our mindset is to, is to, to, to get them when they're young and, 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 you know, really talk to them about how they can make an impact. And, and our, you know, our message is so much around like teamwork, giving to others, putting mm -hmm. others before yourself. Um, but it's also about being aware of who you are. We talked to the kids about mindfulness uh, this year. That's one of our lessons this year. And we talked to them about sort of checking in with themselves first and seeing how they're doing. I mean, this is a crazy year. We're all dealing with a lot of things. Um, so we really need to kind of check in with ourselves. But um, uh, being mindful is also about checking in with others. And we talked to them about, you know, check in with your friends and with your family and your brothers and sisters and your mom and dad. Just check in and say, hey, how you doing? Because just about anybody appreciates that question, um, you know, and it gives you an opportunity to, to just be there for somebody. So I'm, I'm sure it isn't like you come knocking on the door to school one morning and say, hey, we're here to teach you to be leaders. 
So yeah, who is who? Yeah, would, no, who would I, be I do. Your I do not run the schools, and sometimes I, I actually uh, crash PTO meetings and home and school meetings. Okay, so um, who and, would be if I'm a parent just, sitting here and saying, "Well, I want I want to get Ken into my school," mm-hmm. or I know I know a circumstance where this would be great. Who 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 would you like to be introduced to? Who who would be the yeah, typical I mean, person? Yeah, honestly, it's it's the board members on the PTOs and the home and school associations. Okay. They're the ones that tend to make the decision on on what fundraising um, programs they're going to do or events they're going to do that year. And, and while we we are a fundraiser, that's we're so much more than a fundraiser. But that's really how people look at us initially. It's like, oh, okay, we need a fundraiser. You know, how are we going to raise money for this, that, or the other thing? Obviously, um, principals are really important as well to be a part of the process because. While the generally it's the, the moms and the dads that are on the PTOs that um, are, are running the programs uh, mm-hmm. because of the way our program is designed. We're literally on campus of the school for two weeks. We're in the school all day wow. long for two weeks. Wow. Obviously, the principal needs to sign off on that and they have to give the thumbs up and the OK for that. So our program is designed uh, over a two week period. We we actually come on campus. We initially we have a t- what we call a teacher huddle, and it's just we're there to sort of explain to the teachers who we are, why we're there, what we're doing, and the fact that we're actually going to be coming into their classroom over the next two weeks um, for a short period of time to teach our leadership lesson to the kids and let them know, you know, um, how that works and um, you know how long we're going to be in there and all those kinds of good things, so they're aware before we come knocking on their door that mm-hmm. that we're going to be showing up. And, uh, you know, and then we have what we call a pep rally. That's day two. The pep rally is where we get the whole school together. We get all the kids to come together, the teachers, the administration, all, all, all the staff is there. And we, ex- again, we, it's, it's really a fun event. We, um, we have our, 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 we call them our athletes. They're, they're our young adults. And that's really the magic. And I'll get to that in a little bit, but that's the magic of our program is our athletes and our young adults uh, who run these programs. Um, so our athletes come in um, and we, we set up the, usually it's in the gym. We set up the gym. We put our big apex blow up tunnel in there. Uh, we have cones set up so that the kids know where to sit. And we just explain to them why we're there. We talk to them about that. We're gonna be there for the next two weeks. We're gonna be helping them raise money for their school through teaching them leadership skills and promoting a fitness-based event. So a fitness-based event is how the fundraising works, and I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but we talked to them about the different lessons that we're going to be teaching them and we're going to be talking to them about. Uh, we talked to them about how they can help support their school um, by sharing our webpage. Um, and our webpage is our online platform that helps with um, fundraising. And the nice part about it, it you know, we were sort of socially distanced fundraising before it was <laughs> it was necessary. Um, mm-hmm. The kids aren't going out, knocking on doors, they're not walking around, they're not selling. It's no, there's no products that are being sold. All they're doing is asking for family and friends to help support them and their school on the event uh, that they're going to be doing, the fitness event. There's four different events they can choose from. Our main one is our fun run. Okay, so our fun run is designed to. Um, get the kids outside to be running and to be exercising. And they get pledges based on every lap that they run. We set up tracks where the kids run. They're a 16th of a mile around. And if they run up to 36 laps, which is the most number of laps they can run for pledging purposes, I'll explain why that is in a second, they will run 2.2 miles. Okay. Now you go up to kids and you say, hey, we're going to go run 2.2 miles. They look at you like you got, you know, three heads. But when you go to kids and say, hey, we're going to run laps around this really cool track with this big blow up tunnel that you get to run through with cones, music playing, all that. 
kids love it. We have kids that run 50, 70, even 100 laps uh, in that oh. half hour that we do. So it's pretty cool. But when, when little Susie or Johnny runs 100 laps and grandma pledged $5 per lap, she doesn't really want to get a bill for $500. That's why we tap <laughs> it at the 36 laps. Okay, so they can kind of understand. Uh, share a funny story with you. I but had it's, a, but it's a, for the a kids. Grand- it's for the kids. It is for the kids. But everybody, you know, you have your, you know, your limits into what you're. And I, I actually had a, um, a grandfather of one of my students pledge five hundred dollars per lap. So wow. uh, anytime somebody pledges five dollars per lap or more, we have checks and balances in place to make sure that that is really huh. what they meant to do. So I knew he didn't mean to pledge five hundred dollars per lap. So I sent him an email and I said, "Hey, Mister So and So, I just want to reach out to you. Um, you pledge five hundred dollars per lap, which would be between." Twelve to eighteen thousand dollars. My assumption is that you didn't mean to pledge that, but if you did, I'm sure the school would be happy to name a wing after you. Um, you know, please get back to us. So, so he responded. He said, oh. <laughs> "Yeah, exactly." So he responded and said, "Listen, that's you know, I meant to pledge five hundred dollars, not five hundred per lap." And I was like, "I said, first of all, that's still an extremely generous pledge. Mm-hmm. I, I assumed he meant to pledge five dollars per lap and just forgot to put the decimal point in, but he meant to pledge five hundred dollars. And and you can donate flat donations as well. You don't have to necessarily pledge per lap or per event. You can donate twenty dollars, fifty dollars, a hundred dollars, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So so that's sort of how it works. So um, now." Coming back to the the 10-day program. Let me just interrupt you for one sec. Sure. Bottom line, line. how much money average do you think you could raise? Well, it's it's a hard thing to say average because it really depends. Just throw a number out because I want to get a comparison to what selling candy bars is going to make for us. Yeah, let me me give you a few examples, okay? Okay. So um, I served a school that had uh, about 850 students in it, okay? They were supposed to net. And this is what their their end that they get to keep. They were supposed to net thirty six thousand dollars. They ended up uh, netting over forty four thousand dollars with our program. Their largest fundraiser before that was twenty five thousand dollars. Okay, so it's a big school. So they did good fundraisers before, but nothing like they did with our program. The last school I served, uh, which was Wincote Elementary in Cheltenham, they had about three hundred fifty kids, and they were projected to maybe make around twelve thousand dollars. They netted over seventeen thousand dollars. Their largest fundraiser before years and over years, they told me they maybe make between three to five thousand dollars. So that's just to give you a scale hmm. of, of out of how it works. We we tend to raise seventy to one hundred percent more on average than your standard product based fundraisers. Um, even other schools that do their own fun runs and things like that, we still tend to raise 20 to 30 percent more. Uh, and that's just because we do this every week, you know, constantly. We know what we're doing. Well, and our, our, we are. And our online so, platform, the mm-hmm. software that we use, allows them to reach a much broader range of people. And the last school I served, they, they got pledges from 38 different states and two different countries. And you're just not going to do that with, you know, selling cookie dough or wrapping paper or restaurant. Which, which frankly, do, do you know what really happens with them? Because I yeah, have kids. So I'll, tell you, no, I'll tell you exactly what happens. Kid comes home with some packet and it says, oh, you mm-hmm. got to go sell wrapping paper. And then you'll say, well, call your grandma, call your aunt, go walk around the neighborhood. And mm-hmm. they don't want to do it. So they pretend like they do it. They sell one of them. And then guess who ends up <laughs> buying all of them? Yeah. Yeah. Me. <laughs> the pant, right. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I got a question no, here. Not. I was going to ask you this, and this may be jumping the guy a little bit, but I think it's a reasonable question. Uh, this is a hands-on experience, right? So, I, I mean, listen, I'm in and out of schools, and it, a lot of things have been impacted by COVID, but mm-hmm. at least in the top five is the whole education system, maybe even the top mm-hmm. one, in my opinion. Um, how's that impacted you? I, I can't yeah, imagine it's, great, it's helped. Great but, well, uh, no, it, has, it certainly hasn't helped. Um, it's a great question, and, you know, 
Apex, if nothing, is is flexible. Okay, um, mm-hmm. as you're when you're dealing with schools and you're in schools. I, I mean, we have times where all of a sudden the schools get let out early, or there's a snow day. So we have to be flexible and and manage our program around you know challenges, interruptions, you know changes. Um, and this was really, <clears throat> excuse me, this is really no different to us. And we pivoted really quickly and we created a, a, a virtual program. Okay. So, you know, frankly, we can do our entire program for a school over a Zoom platform or, you know, hmm. um, you know, any other kind of platform, video platform that the school may be using. We can use that. We can teach our lessons the same. Uh, you know, obviously the you don't we don't have the direct interaction with the kids uh, like we do, obviously, when we're in the school itself. And I do think that that can make a difference uh, without question. But the great thing about our lessons that we're teaching, and I hadn't gotten to the lesson part, like days three three through eight of the 10 day period are when we're doing our lessons in the classroom for the kids. That's really where the magic happens. And that's where we're really getting the connection and interaction with the kids. So Hmm. um, clearly, you know, not being there face to face has an impact on that. But the lessons that we're teaching and and the messages that we're we're getting out are still really important and, and and even a little bit more important now in days where kids are just sitting in front of a computer all day they're not interacting right. with their friends you know the the lessons that we're teaching really help support the social and emotional learning that the mm-hmm. kids need so we've had a lot of really positive uh, results from doing our programs this year in a virtual format in some cases we'll raise less than we would in a live in some cases we're raising the same in it in some cases we've raised more so it really just depends but our 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 message this year is not so much about the fundraising our message more about the kids and and the impact that we that we're trying to have with the kids and and the message we're trying to get to the kids and and you know yeah and those who can help and can support and fundraise great Make a donation. If you can't, that's okay. We're here for the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and believe me, I'm hoping come September we're back in the schools and we're rocking and rolling uh, because there is nothing uh, like our athletes with the kids. You know, but but we but we do have a great virtual program. You know, to and, and even hybrid, so we can really anywhere in between full live to full virtual. Education live Thursday. Steve Green here. If you have a if you are watching, listening, doing whatever you're doing. You want to make a comment uh just throw it in the chat underneath and we'll post it up there if it's a compelling thing or you want ken to answer a question for you we're here every thursday night guess what if you have a message for parents education based academic based you want to be a guest on education live just reach out let me know i'm booking guests for march a little bit in march april may uh, i've got some really interesting people coming up i think you're going to enjoy um all across the very eclectic very eclectic miss. I always like that word, eclectic. I try to say it at least once every <laughs> every Thursday. It's a good five dollar word for it's sure. A, it is a good word. I, I I think I can spell it. But anyway, um, <laughs> let me ask you this on a personal level, because mm-hmm. this was a career change for you. You took a risk to do this business, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. we don't have to get into that part of it, but I've been a career educator, and um, one of the reasons people go into education is because of the personal satisfaction. Right. You, you, you work with a child who's struggling or a class. It's like the to serve with love thing, mm-hmm. you know, and then, <laughs> you know, the, right. Well, yes, well, <laughs> we could, we'll sing the theme song later. We'll do yeah. a duet. <laughs> but anyway, um, um, so, what, you know, look, you got to make a living and, and some mm-hmm. teachers can do pretty nicely. But um, I think the, the, the thing you cannot manufacture and the thing you can't put a price tag on is that feeling of, of doing what you do in front of of your kids so to speak 
and and then you just feel like like everybody's gained, right? Mm-hmm. And I got to think you're getting some of that mojo huh. doing this. Yeah. And can can you address that and and maybe cite one or two particularly um, poignant or uh, uh, experiences that you might have? Maybe sure. you don't have to mention names, but like an individual kid or a grade level yeah. or no, something like absolutely. that. Absolutely, because I'm sure yeah. there's like, you're making money, which is awesome. There's, there's, you're building yeah. leaders, but I got to think there's some individual kids, like maybe get the really shy kid who was afraid and now they're like the leader of the group kind of thing. But t- tell me yeah, some stories yeah. here. I, I've, got, I've got several stories that I can I'm share limit with you. you to two, but, but uh, three yeah, if they're I'm really, to, really I'm good. Yeah, and I can, <laughs> I can make them fairly quick too. And, you know, and I will tell you, the, you know, the reason I got into this business was because of all of what you just said. And um, it's, uh, it's really, you know, yeah, this is not a nonprofit, right? We, we do make money here, but 80 to 90% of all the money raised in the school actually goes back into the school. And while there's a revenue share, so the schools really have no risk in this program. That's the other great thing. There's, there's mm-hmm. really no risk to the school. The only risk is to me. I, I invest in every school I serve before we raise dollar one. Um, mm-hmm. And but, but of the money that of, the, of my percentage that I receive, most of that money goes back into the school because we provide all the prizes. We provide T-shirts for all the kids, the athletes that that, that are, are working the school, you know, serving the school. I'm paying for it. They're kind of paid like teachers. So they're not getting paid, you know, huge dollars. Um, but all of that money gets invested back into the school. So there's about a 10 to maybe 15, 20 percent profit at the end of the day uh, for Apex. Um, but we the the revenue share between the two is anywhere from 50 to 60 percent goes to the school and 40 to 50 percent comes to me and it's a sliding scale depending on how much they raise the, the more they raise the, the higher percentage they keep uh, but of that 40 50 percent that i get majority of that money is actually put back into the school through the prizes and the athletes and you know the other things that we do our software all that kind of stuff so again back to the schools and and uh and, and to me, the, 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 the fundraising sort of the cherry on top, but, but why I do this and what gets me up every day and what gets me excited every day is really the impact that we have with these kids. And I got a couple of stories I'll share with you. Um, one of the schools I served, um, we, we literally raised them so much money, they, they were wondering whether they should bring us back the next year because they, they literally had covered their budget for almost two years. And the, uh, they asked the principal um, in our wrap-up meeting, they said, like, do, we, do you think we should bring these guys back next year? We really we have a lot of money. We don't, I don't know if we need to. And the principal <laughs> looked at him, he said, you have to bring them back next year. He said, you know, the money's great and everything. And, you know, we could always probably use more money. He said, but it's really the lessons that they're teaching. And mm-hmm. he said, the lessons that they taught really hit home with the kids that we needed that them to hit home with. And to mm-hmm. me, that's like the best thing you could say. I mean, I was on cloud nine for, I'm still on cloud nine when I, when I even re- repeat that story, because it's just, that's why I do this. Cause I want to mm-hmm. impact kids. Um, I'll share a brief story about well, me. You, you know, the uh, money in the school is like pitching on a baseball team. You can never have too much. Right. So, <laughs> exactly. but, but I, I know what you're communicating is the feeling that yeah. for the money, it was secondary. It, it, is was, secondary. it was that the, there were life skills that were taught that you can't put a price tag on. No, no. That and kids I, are now I, have a sense of pride mm-hmm. individually and as groups and collectively. They, they, they take ownership have. in this program. They right. want to be a part of this program, which is really exciting. Um, you know, we, we have about a 55 to 75 percent participation rate with students in our program for, from a fundraising perspective versus you know, your product-based sales, which are maybe 25 to 30% of kids actually even participate in them. And they're not getting anything out of it. That's, 
that's what's great. And, and all of our kids are getting, whether they raise money or not, it doesn't matter. They're getting the leadership lessons. We have classroom achievements that the classroom gets to participate in if they hit a certain, reach a certain goal of, of fundraising. It could be five kids in a 20 person class that's raising all the money, but everybody gets to participate in our, in our classroom achievements. Hmm. Everyone participates in the event day, whether they haven't raised a penny or not, they all get to participate in the fun run or the remix or whatever event the school chooses. So we really focus on making sure all of the kids are included in our programs. And another quick story for you, there was a school that I served and about two days after the program was over, I had to go back to just pick up a few things that were still left at the school. And our apex colors, I'm wearing wearing my shirt, but it doesn't really show, but we're orange and blue, right? So, and they're loud and things like that. So people, it's pretty easy to spot us in a crowd, okay? So I'm walking through the, the school to pick up some things and, and a third or fourth grade girl came up to me and she said, please tell Billy, Wonka and Mojo, I miss them. And, you know, that to me, it was like, that's, I could hear that all day long because that mm. tells me my athletes are connecting so with they, these kids. There was kids. a bond. They built a bond. There was a bond that was made in, and, and, in a short and that, time. Yeah, in a really short wow. time. Have you so, have you been doing this long enough? Because um, I know you're relatively well, new, at least here. But have you been doing this long enough where you might have a kid who, let's say, was in fourth or fifth grade and went through your program and then, I don't know, four or five years later became one of the uh, athlete coaches? Is that? Is I that have a, not. But it's happened. Can in that our, happen though? Like it's on happened a, across the country with our right. program, our franchise. That, that would be pretty cool. Like like yeah. like like, much, like, a, like overnight camps. Like, actually, gone on to be a franchise owner. They've gotten their own franchise really? at some point. Wow. Yeah, which is really cool. And that's my goal. My hope is that I can, bit, bit, you know, bit, bring some kids in that really care about what we're doing here and help them get to that point where maybe at some mm -hmm. point down the road they can they can have their own franchise. That would be, you know, that to me is my mentor part. My mentoring wow. is for the the, stu the athletes that I bring in. That's who I'm looking to mentor. And then their job is to mentor the kids. Because uh -huh. frankly, I'm closer to the creepy old man than I am the cool young guy. Um, <laughs> my athletes hey, are awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm wherever, wherever you are, Ken, I'm like two <laughs> levels worse. But let's see what so, the studio yeah. audience thinks of, of this whole thing here. Sure. Look at that. There's for the fundraising. There we go. And here's for Ken. Where are you? Ah, I messed up. Man. There we go. My producer. Producer, what are you doing? Um, the uh, let, Let's talk about one last thing. We're going to kind of bring it around and wrap it up here for a second. Uh, and by the way, it's customary on the Education Thursday Night Live when a guest has a beautiful custom you know company shirt that they share one with the host but, oh, uh, no, I'm, I'm joking well, that, that is a very handsome shirt um Thanks, where do you see this going like like i ask almost every guest this now um it's january almost february mm -hmm. 2021 and um i i'm thinking uh oh, no 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 there's the producer's back. I'm, I'm, I'm so popular that it happened again. Yeah, there you go. That was actually the cat. <laughs> My overpaid and underworked cat now decides to get to work. Um, this is really a two-part question because I want to hear what you think bigger picture, and I also want to hear what you think within your business itself. It's I, I'm hoping we're normal, quote-unquote, going back to school in September. And I think we've got a plan, at least, hopefully, for that to happen. Um, but where, where, where do you see? And the, the, really, the question is this: What do you think we have learned? And but I, I mean, we, I mean, as educators, people who work in schools, in this whole last almost year, ten months plus, of this COVID stuff, that is positive is going to carry through. 
like in your case, you didn't have a virtual program. Now you do. So maybe yeah. there's a school you can serve that it's just a better option well, or at least an option. Yeah. But what do you it's think? It's a long question, that. but. Yeah, no, I got you. And it, it's, it's actually interesting that you said that because one of the things that's come out of this for us is that, you know, we, you know, we, we never did virtual programs before, but now we can. And there are schools that might be interested in doing my program. See, you know, one of the things that I have to be conscious of is, um, you know, my athletes are driving to the school every day. So I can't serve a school out in State College, PA, or, you know, because they can't drive three hours, you know, every, every day, day or right. even hour and a half, two hours every day. That's a lot to ask of them. So I try to keep my schools within about an hour, you know, radius of, of where we are. And, um, you know, but now with the virtual program, we can serve pretty much any school anywhere as long as they're open to a virtual program. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's sort of a positive out of this. And like from a, from an overall perspective, I think, you know, one of the real positives that has come out of this, I was just talking to somebody about this today in terms of, um, you know, finding silver linings, because um, this this past year, it's been a little challenging to find a lot yeah, of silver a little, linings. It's to say, yeah, I think that's an understatement, but yeah. Yes. Um, but, but I think one of the silver linings is I think we've just come to realize that we're all a whole heck of a lot more resilient than maybe we've given ourselves mm-hmm. credit for. And, you know, I, I see a lot of complaints on Facebook and social media about how the schools are handling things and this and that and the other. But, you know, they're doing the best that they can in a really, really difficult, you know, situation. And, um, and I also think that, you know, one of the other things, and I don't know if it's a silver lining or not, but I think it's important. Kids need to be around each other. Kids yeah. need that interaction. Um, right. It's really important. And um, so, you know, I know the trampoline companies and a lot of those companies did really well in this time because parents mm-hmm. were trying to find something for their kids to do when they, cause they <laughs> couldn't hang out with their friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm one of them. My daughter loves her trampoline. But, um, you know, kids need interaction with each other. And, you know, God willing, we'll be back in September right. and, and they'll have that again. That's the when I when I'm working with students, I'm working with my you know caseload of kids. It's it's the big. Not one kid tells me they miss learning geometry or ILA or world history. They they I miss hanging out with my friends. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously, school's academically centered, but it's also the center of most of these kids' social lives. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I mean, for the most part, and their, and their sports sometimes, and and, right. and their 100%. theater, and you know, there's a lot more that oh, goes on yeah. in school than yeah. just going and sitting in English and, and reading and whatever, yeah. you know, you get all the extra, extra curricular and student government and clubs and it's a big list. Yeah. And they, they learn how to deal with other kids, right? And they learn how to deal with conflict and they like, you know, all of those things are really important life lessons that they're learning throughout, you know, throughout that process. And, and, and some of them deal with them better than others. And, and some of them mm-hmm. don't deal with them so well. But that's, you know, also what the teachers are for. And that's what that's what we're for is to help support that and, and to kind of help kids understand that, yeah, it's not always going to be great. You, you might get into an argument with somebody, but that's OK. You know, but but, you know, think about it from their perspective as well. Think about how they're feeling and put yourself in their shoes. And, you know, my daughter just had a, had a situation with a friend, you know, and, you know, one of the other things that, you know, is not a great you know, social media is, is really challenging for the kids, oh, right? Did. You know, communicating and saying the right thing and putting it in the right. And, and she had an issue with with a friend the other day and they got into a big fight over that and, and they were blocking each other. And I, I said, and I said, <laughs> Serena, yeah. And it's I the modern day so silent treatment. 
Yeah. And I said, Sabrina, do me a favor. Just send your friend a text. Tell her that you're sorry. And just tell her, you know, what you said didn't mean you didn't mean to upset her and you're really sorry and that you hope that you can still be friends. And her friend responded and she said, you know, I'm really sorry that I didn't accept your first apology. Um, mm -hmm. We absolutely definitely be friends. And and I and I just talked to her through that. And I said, listen, you know, here's the deal. When this was going on, you should have come and talked to me. And I know that's hard for you because, you know, you know, sometimes I tell you you need to you know, me, me mature and make good decisions, but sometimes you need a little help making those decisions. And, you know, you know, moms and dads have been through these things before and we can help you kind of navigate and get through it a little bit and maybe make it a little easier. And, um, you know, and, and she was appreciative of that. And she was appreciative of the fact that she learned how to solve a, a problem that she didn't know how to solve before. And, and I, I, I know I've kind of gotten off track of what your original question was, but, but again, it's, it's what I'm kind of referring to is just that interaction with kids and, and, and kids being able to, you know, figure out how to, how to manage conflict or how, how to manage, you know, issues that come up between well, them. That because aren't. they're not going to be in eighth grade their whole lives and they're going to go into the workforce. They're going to own right. businesses. They're going to be employees. They're going to be professionals mm -hmm. and they're going to have to cope with situations, hopefully not yeah. that often, but at least occasionally that they're not comfortable. And right. Ron Shapiro, all, not only is he leading the league in attendance, but he is leading the league in, in incredibly erudite and sagacious questions asked. So congratulations, <laughs> Ron. Ron asks, do you have activities for students with disabilities or students with no athletic interest? Um, you know, that's a great question, uh, Ron. And, and here's how I'll answer that. Um, you know, I, I think the answer is, is yes. We don't necessarily have a, a different uh, event for, for every scenario that might pop up. But mm -hmm. we, you know, one of the schools that we served, um, they had a lot of kids with disabilities at their school and, and a number of them are, were in wheelchairs. And what we ended up doing was um, we had the sixth graders come back. We had, we had a special run just for those kids and sixth graders came back and actually pushed the kids around the track in their wheelchairs. And it was, it was probably the most emotional time of the entire day. Um, the, the sixth graders got so much, pleasure out of being able to support and there was there were times there was there was four five six kids around one wheelchair running with the wheelchair the kids in the wheelchairs were just so elated um it was it was really awesome and and we we tried to do things like that to support kids with disabilities and uh you know in terms of kids that have no athletic interest whatsoever you know, it's really interesting. I, I haven't run into that situation yet where somebody's just like, I have no interest in, in, in doing this because we'll set up a, a track where the, the kids can walk if they want. They don't have to run. Um, so we try to make accommodations for, for all the kids. Um, you know, I don't know that we're 100% successful in, in making every kid happy in every every circumstance, um, mm. but we certainly, we, we certainly will, will do our best. But, but you're not really marketing this as a sports uh, not really it's, thing, it's, it's, it's just it's getting kids moving around and doing fun yeah, things it's more just about you know activity and exercise right, and, and right. that kind of thing, more than anything that's our message to kids mm -hmm. uh, you know you know we have a we have a remix which is a which is a glow-in-the-dark dance party where the kids can just kind of stand in place and, and move their hips if they want there's there's their dance moves and fitness moves that we do during that so there's 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 different things that we do and, and we always if we will always make some sort of adaptation um, to support students who can't do physically do what what it is we're required. But if there's a student that just hey, I'm I'm not really into athletics or not into that, 
we'll we'll try to to, to make it work for them. Um, but we're not we we don't generally don't set up a whole different you know okay. scenario for them. All right, Ken Myers. But you know, very few kids, and when they see their friends out there doing it, they you know you'll see kids that's just in groups together. They're little group of friends and, mm-hmm. and they'll stay together running or yeah, walking or whatever. So. Same as the prom later. <laughs> Flash forward 10 years. Yeah, right, right. Ken Myers, Apex Leadership Company. I want to thank you for being this week's guest. Um, it, you know, listen, what you're doing is very, very valuable and very needed. And I hope uh, people out there listening might have some people they could share. Tell us how people get a hold of you. If somebody wants to uh, bring this into their school or knows somebody maybe who has a connection to help you bring it into their school, what should they do? Yeah, I mean, our, our website is apexleadershipco.com. And if you do a contact us, you can actually drill it down to, you know, find your area um, that you're in and it'll it'll tie you into me, assuming you're in the Philadelphia area. Uh, if you're in another area and watching this, um, you'll, it'll tie it into, uh, you know, a local franchise in, in your area if there is one. We're in 35 states um, right now. So, um, you know, and another way is just reach out to me via email. It's, it's, uh, it's Ken M, like as in Ken Myers, but Ken M at apexleadershipco.com. And uh, my phone number is 267-630-3457. And, and if, you're, if you're in a school or part of a school and you'd like to learn a little bit more, you know, please reach out to me. Uh, I'm last thing I am as a high pressure sales guy. This is to me is about the kids and I'd, I'd love to have conversations with schools and, and we've got schools that we've served. We have references from principals and, and PTO moms and dads and, and, you know, home and schools and things like that. So happy to, to refer you to folks to have a conversation with them to see how it worked for them. But, um, you know, we're our goal, you know, our goal is to be serving 100 schools a year, because if we're serving 100 schools a year, we're reaching a lot of kids that way. Yeah, reaching thousands um, of kids then. Yeah. And, and we're, we got a long way to go to get there. But but that's my goal. Um, and uh you know, if, if we can help in any way, you mm-hmm. know, hope to hear from you. All right. All right. All right. This, uh, this is motivating. I find this motivating. I think you're doing a great job, Ken. I know it's a little bit of a labor of love. Obviously, it's a business, but your deliverable is, is so cool. Mm-hmm. And it's a brilliant idea to blend leadership, you know, a little bit of fundraising, get everybody pumped up, get them motivated. It, it, you know, it's just really good. I'm glad you made it. We tried doing this before, but... I'm glad you'd be able to make it tonight. Yeah, I mean, I wish I wish I was the one that came up with the idea. I'm not that's quite that smart, but but this is a, you know, and I, and I'm probably not completely objective, but this is a phenomenal program, and and all the schools that we've served have absolutely loved our program. The kids have loved our program, and you know, on top of that, we've we've raised them a lot of money, more than they're normally used to raising. So, but mm-hmm. it's really about the kids at the end of the day, and and um, you know, that's like I said before, that's what gets me up and going every day. All right, listen, let me just foreshadow February a little bit. In no particular order, I have an ADHD specialist coming on. We have a person who specializes in how to get accommodations. Maybe you think your kid might need them, maybe not. How do you go through that? Uh, We have a person, a dietitian, going to talk about ways to, and now the kids are home a lot, keep them kind of on the healthier side. All sorts of cool things going on. I might have a yoga teacher come in. Not sure if I got that completely locked in yet, but it's all over the board again, that eclectic mix of people. Yes, yes. Got um, that word in again. You got it in twice tonight, or really three times, because <laughs> I said it twice the first time. Um, Steve Green, Ken Myers, we are, we're going to sign off in a second. Um, one favor I would ask everyone is try to give Ken a hand here. If you know somebody, 
reach out. It, it, he, he's right. I know Ken a while. Uh, he's there to help. He's not there to push something on you don't need. Testimonials are awesome. But uh, reach out, help him, hook him up with some people so they can come in and help as many people as possible. That's what we all need to do these days. So um, that is it. I hope everybody enjoyed tonight's edition of Education Life. This is the 15th one of these uh, over the last few months, and it seems to be on a pretty good roll, so I appreciate the support. If you want to make some comments, you can put them in the uh, chat. Maybe uh, if Ken doesn't see them live, we'll answer them asynchronously. Another good word. And uh, we'll go from there. I mean, all about the vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been, a, I got to tell you, it's been a long week. I mean, I'm just a little tired. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I got another. You look I good. Work. You look good. You actually look like you just came from the beach. I look yeah, like. Well, I have yeah. It's, 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 it's the makeup. It's my makeup artist. Uh, <laughs> my producer one. here, my makeup artist there. Let's see what the studio audience thought. They are pumped. They are really pumped up for tonight. So I'm going to sign out of here. Ken, again, thank you. Let's get the theme thank song you, going. Um, best of luck with everything. Keep in touch. I'd love to have you back here maybe once we get normal so you can tell some stories of actually being in schools again and some of the interactions and things like this. So uh, I'll see thanks, everybody Steve. next week, if not before. Ken, adios. And right, uh, thanks, night. everyone. You've been listening to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. For more resources and support, please visit makethegrade.net.